the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And when we have the award-winning Lucy Polito with us, we always have a winning combination for you. How are you doing today, Lucy? I am terrific. How about you, Chris? Not too bad. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and everything that SCORE has to offer and everything that they have going on. And, of course, they always got something going on at SCORE. So uh, it's a great organization for entrepreneurs and others who are looking for ways to get ahead in life because they got a lot of experience at SCORE, ladies and gentlemen, with the mentorship program they've had with how many volunteers locally now, Lucy? Was it around 60? Yes, it is about 60. Yeah, and these folks are from all walks of life, like Lucy herself, uh, a business, uh, a I should say, an international business executive for American Express, traveled the world, didn't you, for how many years? Fifteen. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Wow, how about that? So with that kind of experience, ladies and gentlemen, she has a lot to offer, and she's just one of many, and that's 60 in the local office, and then you have over 10,000 or more nationally in offices all across the country, and all of them there with experience they're willing to share with you to save you from going through heartaches uh, unnecessarily and help you succeed quicker and uh, even more than you could ever imagine. And all you have to do is ask for their help. And, of course, here locally, they're located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the west end there just off of McGuire. And as a matter of fact, you got a big... It's it's the BizFest 2023 coming up in September, Lucy, right? It is our big event, and we are certainly looking forward to it. And uh, we are pretty much prepared, I think, right now to uh, come up with that. And I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the folks. And, uh, you know, I think it's an opportunity to uh, network. And uh, we have some wonderful speakers so it's it's a great event uh, that we do every year, and we look forward to meeting many of you and certainly look forward to the opportunity to show you what SCORE is all about. All right. And all you have to do to get tickets is go to orlando.score.org, register there and get your tickets, and I'm sure it's going to sell out because it's, it's like limited seating, isn't it, Lucy? Yes, unfortunately, this time we're going not going to have an awful lot of space like we've had in the past. 
because uh, of uh, problems with the air conditioning in the uh, center, in the uh, shopping center. But we have enough space for a lot of people. So uh, don't be afraid. We will be there and it'll be wonderful, great opportunity to learn and to meet people, network, and have maybe a little bit of wine later on in the <laughs> afternoon. All right. And to be sure, the AC is working fine in the SCORE offices. So uh, 407-420-4844 is the phone number for SCORE there at the National Entrepreneur Center. And, of course, the office hours are 10 to 4, Monday through Thursday, and 10 to 1 on Friday. So if you call during those hours, you're likely to get, pardon me, a human being. If not, they'll call you right back. And if you call during off hours, they'll call you back the very next business day. 407-420-4844. If you'd like to speak to a SCORE volunteer or mentor, or perhaps you have some inquiries you'd like to make about BizFest over the phone, you can do that. But to get your tickets, please go to orlando.score.org. And while you're there, don't forget, you can sign up for an excellent newsletter where you'll have alerts and you'll know ahead of time of events like this on the horizon. So go to orlando.score.org and sign up and be informed before anybody else. All right. And, of course, that newsletter is just like everything that SCORE has to offer right now. Lucy, the bargain basement inflation-proof price of? Free. (laughs) And let me just also say and say that uh, our date for this big event, annual event that we have, is going to be August 13th. So, you know, we're just looking, what, a couple of weeks from now? So get your tickets as soon as you possibly can because they're going to be limited as a result of the space. Okay, I thought it was next month, but it's August the 13th? This is August. No, I I mean, I thought it was September the 13th. But it's August. Oh, you're right. No, no, you're right. <laughs> it is September the th- see. You thought it was the. the <laughs> you're the one who got what's mixed up. Um, <laughs> okay, but it is Wednesday, September. But you got the date right. It is the 13th. You got the day and the date right, and we got our months mixed across there. But it is Wednesday, September the 13th. And but but as we just as she said, and we said. Uh, the ticket, it will sell out. So please go ahead and get your tickets as soon as possible at orlando.score.org. We'd love to see you there. And it begins at 10 o'clock, so the doors will open about 9. And as Lucy said, uh, it culminates with a little bit of a celebration, you might say, at the end of the evening with some wine and hors d'oeuvres. And, of course, uh, we would love to have you spend the whole day at SCORE and take part of it, take part in it. Okay, so... uh, That brings us to our guest today. Uh, He is going to tell us about the engine of change. So I'd like to welcome to the show for the first time, Stephen Washka. Stephen, how are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. And yourself? No, not too bad. We appreciate you being on the show with us. Uh, Well, I know you haven't been on the show before. So the way we like to do is sort of get a little sort of a resume of of yourself before you got to where you are today and what we're going to be talking about. Stuff like where you born, where you went to school, what you did immediately after school, that sort of thing. Well, um, you know, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, moved to uh, east coast of Florida when I was about three. Been here ever since. Um, went to University of Central Florida 
and um, graduated from marketing and business there. Um, and I have been in, enjoying um, the Florida atmosphere for that time, but I have gotten to travel quite a bit through my work experience as a manufacturer's agent for about 20 years, um, which is where I got a lot of my cross training that I, I feel like is, is helpful uh, for my opportunities to help others to score. You said a manufacturer's what? What'd you say it was? Manufacturer's agent. And what, uh, what would that be exactly? Well, a little more complicated than what people would call a rep or a representative. We we were more responsible for for helping businesses through the process. So we would we would work with, and most of my time was spent in the outdoor industry. Um, you know, a lot of that a lot of that scope of work as a manufacturer's agent means understanding. Um, everything from pricing models, uh, marketing models, um, distribution, um, con consumer behavior patterns, uh, differences in territories, cycles, uh, you name it. A uh, little more in depth than just little more in depth than just the standard. Here's what we have to sell. How much you plan on buying? So it gave you a, sort of a broader view of things. I take it. Yeah, that's correct. And we got to work with with a lot of uh, different scales of businesses. We've worked with everything from solopreneurs all the way to publicly traded companies. And I worked for a couple of different firms during that time. So uh, had, a, had, a, had a lot of fun doing it. And, um, and, and that's where most of my, my observation of patterns comes from is, is having the opportunity to work with so many different types of businesses. <clears throat> okay. And so what why would the transition how how did you get from that to what you're doing now and and what was what was the what was the catalyst sort of well you know i i have never i shouldn't say never i have very rarely been a regular w2 employed team member i have mostly worked for myself 90 some odd percent of the time um it started for me when i was young that my parents introduced me to making my own money and and going after things a little more um, than what I thought may have been accessible to someone at my age. I was 11 when I wanted this particular RC car and I'd asked for it a couple of years in a row. And my dad being the engineer wanted me to get more interested in, in some hands-on creation of, of, of models, RC models and things like that. So they exposed me to that and told me that if I wanted that kind of stuff, I was going to have to go and make some money so I could have it. And he would help me through the process of putting it all together. So that kind of was the initial catalyst in me going out and not only mowing my parents' yard, but mowing like 10 more, 12 more different lawns in order to, in order to get enough money to get into radio control hobbies as a kid. So I think I learned early on that I enjoyed coming up with my own solutions to the things that I wanted to do in life. So it went from there. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been, like I said, in the outdoor industry, but I've been in a few other, I've been in a few other industries like construction and real estate and so forth, where I was, where I was doing the same sort of things that I learned for representing for manufacturers, but representing for trades. So for example, if you, if you were working in the construction industry and were selling appliances or granite countertops or 
or Cabots and things like that, those people didn't really have a connection to the to the builders at that time. So they basically relied on customers coming in. So I used my business to business understanding uh, of the market to go out and help them do business to business connections between the services they provided and the, and the builders that were building homes. Right. Um, right. So it were, I, I did that also in the fly fishing industry where I, I helped a couple of people get some stores created and, and create some things like that. Okay. Um, some right. relationships with them. So right. it kind of just grew from there. All right. When we come back from the break, we'll continue the conversation with Stephen and we're going to be talking about once again, the engine of change. So Please stay with us, and don't forget to get your tickets to BizFest Wednesday, September the 13th at orlando.score.org, and we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. the score and thanks for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show we really do appreciate that christopher hart here along with lucy polito our guest today Stephen washka and amavin is his business amavin business development you can find them at amavin.marketing marketing amavin excuse me spelled a-m-a-v-e-n amavin.marketing and Stephen, you were just telling us about how uh you were helping some businesses transition from business to customer to business to business as well. And, and the, the, you were in the process of telling us how you started Amavin. So please continue. Yeah. At, 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 as I was saying, it was, it was times, it was times doing the, the B2C to B2B transitions for others, um, you know, in the construction and real estate development industries that I learned the the real joy of, helping businesses transition into different markets and, and find other, other cash flow resources and develop new strategies to brand and rebrand themselves and working with alignments with each other. That's another thing that you didn't find much. Everybody was pretty much selfishly trying to get their own business and we're not working together as teams. And that's another thing that we developed. Um, you know, I went back into the outdoor industry shortly after the real estate industry uh, tapered off here in the early 2000s. Um, and was doing uh, was doing marketing agency work there for a handful of years, and I just had an opportunity. We were going through some changes with the types of lines that we were representing. I just had an opportunity to take a look at: was I interested in developing an entirely new market again, or was I more interested in in, in staying home in my you know sleeping in my own bed more often, being able to spend more time with my family, and develop something that I could do more virtually and also assist people nationwide, but also focus on a local community here in Central Florida. So it was just kind of an opportunity with all of the changes in technology that I could do a lot of the things that I was doing, but I could do them similarly for businesses, either virtually or here in the Orlando area, which is a pretty large business demographic. So um, it was just that it was just that opportunity to take those uh, patterns and that passion and channel it in that direction. You know, uh, he referred to, you know, having more independence, being in more control. And that is what being an entrepreneur is all about. 
And that is what underlies a lot of people's desires to start businesses. You see it all the time, Lucy. Yeah, you do. And, you know, I I bet that uh, 98% of the public would love to have their own business and sometimes dream about it. Uh, fortunately, some people actually go out and, and do it. And hopefully there are people listening to us who would like to do that. And they're scored to help you, hold you by the hand and get you to success and your dream. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, most everybody would like to have their own business. That's a dream that a lot of folks have. You know, it was SCORE that, you know, my introduction to SCORE was when I was trying to make the decision about how I was going to establish a few things with my business. And I just did a search online and uh, came up with SCORE here the Orlando. Didn't realize the office was right down the street from me. So I just drove in, you know, not knowing anything about needing appointments or anything like that. I just drove in. Of course, this was pre-pandemic. Um, and I just drove right in there and, and I was seated with Dick Meyer that day. And, uh, you know, he spent, he spent probably an hour or so with me and we discussed a lot of things about organization of the business and taking the types of things that I, that I had been doing on a national level and focusing it here regionally. And after going over the stuff with him for a while, he said, you know, you really ought to think about taking some of that information and applying it here as, as a business mentor. He's the one that got me in there. And I tell you what, I absolutely love it. I love it because my favorite part of working with businesses is helping them find that passion that they sometimes lose when they're trying to figure out financing, trying to figure out all the tools. Like, you know, business is hard. It's not an easy thing to do to get up every day and go, hey, I'm going to be a business owner. You know, it sounds like really nice having the freedom but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of discipline required in that freedom. You have to become your own boss. You know, and becoming your own boss means you got to treat yourself like you're a boss. So, uh, at any rate, I have really enjoyed people. I've really enjoyed people in helping them navigate through that process of determining how to have discipline, how to be consistent, but yet keep an eye on that passion because that passion is your brand, and without that, and without that story for people to attach to. You're just out there trying to compete with the others. And, you know, there's not supposed to be a lot of competition with your brand. Your brand should be individualistic. There should be story behind your brand that makes you different. And if you don't take time to dig into that story and bring it out and let people see it, you're, you're faced with just being another number trying to do battle. Okay. So tell us when you started Amavin. Uh, Amazon was a was a gradual process, and it, it's one of the things that I that I do try to l- let people understand is, is that you don't have to take a complete cavernous leap into business ownership. Um, I started the process, built the bones of it, um, and, and basically just gradually put pressure on getting it going around 2016, um, just so that it started to build up a little bit of a backstory. Um, really took the dive into it in 2019 um, where I put everything else aside and focused on getting it built and started getting uh, large enough clients that, you know, that it really got a pulse. Um, So, and then from there we hit the pandemic pandemic, obviously, and that changed things. And then now we're coming out of the pandemic, but it's different. So that changed things. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting process. 
Okay. Uh, why the name Amavin? How does that, is that an acronym or how was that? Uh... It, it, it's actually a completely fictitious name. Um, it, it, it actually is half of my wife's name and half of my name. So it, it really <laughs> has no, it has no significance other than that. And I, it, it, and that's another thing that I tell people, you know, your name of your business will have meaning to people when they, when they understand your brand, because what your brand is, is what's in your rearview mirror. Um, so a lot of people get hung up on trying to create a name that is going to be meaningful to what they're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as there's not 9,000 other businesses with the same name. Right. Right. Well, I see you're smart enough to put the VEN from Steven at the end of it. <laughs> and your wife's part at yeah. the front. <laughs> it's all about seeing patterns. That's it. All right. So um, tell us uh, uh, about uh, the engine of change, if you will. Uh, that's That's a broad term. And I know there's some specifics, so you kind of lay it out a little bit for us. Well, you know, the engine of change, the reason that I use that terminology is because an an engine itself requires on a lot of different components in order for it to function. But the core thing you have to provide is change, change for people to buy into, change for people, you know, that, that everybody is looking for something to help them with the process. And you need to change your own process. Marketing is change. You know, you're bringing about story, you're bringing about models, you're bringing about um, process engineering that facilitates some kind of change, whether that is in new product releases or a better way for people to do things, uh, a service that you provide is different. So in in our business, we, we focus heavily on change because we try to help clients, business owners, see the ways that they can change, they want to change, and it does not have to be difficult. Okay. So the engine of change is based off of a variety of different things that has to do with with communication and engineering and strategy and brand story. Um, and, and then the process of review and business intelligence, and then the, the, the cycle repeats itself. So you go into a process of designing strategies and developing tools and creating process engineering that facilitates your, the, the content that you need to produce for marketing, the types of workflow changes that you may need to make, some infrastructure that you may need to change in order to support and then from there, you flow into actual the creation stages, which is where you're creating content, you're creating products and services, and you're presenting that then out to out to the markets. And then from there, you have to communicate all of that and engage with people. Engagement is a big thing for us. A lot of marketing programs miss engagement because they think that they're going to create these social media posts and put them out there and people are going to pick up on it. And they just don't. I mean, you know, you, you find yourself with the equivalency of, of stapling a flyer on a telephone pole and hoping that someone gets to read it. You know, the <laughs> algorithms and the social media platforms these days, unless you really understand the, the culture of the, of the platforms themselves, do not facilitate that one person can easily be seen. You have to understand the culture of the platforms. You have to understand how to best engage with those platforms, and you have to engage. You have to go out there and use them as a 
platform of opportunity for you to communicate. It's a lot like going to an event and in, in your social media channel basically becomes wearing the colors of your business, right? And going out and shaking hands and communicating with people and providing them value and information and assistance and that's engagement. And then we take a look at how that process has been received. We take a look at the feedback, the analytics. Um, we look at the engineering processes as what came out of them, out of the back end. And then we take that information and put around forward to the front and then we have to change something. You know, there's something that we either need to double down on that was working well or something that needs to be modified because it didn't work well. And then that cycle, that circular cycle, that's the engine of change. Okay. All right. We're going to have to hold it right there for another break. When we come back, we'll break it down a little bit uh, into the strategy and the planning and then the content creation and engagement. And so we'll talk about, be talking to Stephen Washka about that. Once again, his business, Amavin Business Development, and the website is amavin.marketing, Amavin, A-M-A-V-E-N.marketing, amavin.marketing. And once again, please also go to orlando.score.org, which you should go there regularly anyway, and sign up for the newsletter, but also to get your tickets for BizFest Wednesday, September the 13th, all-day fun and networking and great information so please sign up today we'll be right back with more of what's the score back and welcome back to what's the score we appreciate you being out there and telling your friends and family about the show and everything that scores got going on and don't forget to tell them also about BizFest. all right so got lucy polito and myself christopher hart here our guest today steven washka of amazing business excuse me amavin business development and we were just talking about uh the 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 driving forces of change and you know lucy as he was talking about, you know, strategizing and stuff, I couldn't help but think of Rich because, of course, he was always about, you know, marketing, doing planning and strategizing, finding out where your market is, strategizing how to take advantage of that. So, you know, it really is reminiscent of uh, Rich Jekyll. Yeah, and, you know, uh, marketing is extremely important for any business because the market, especially nowadays, is changing very, very fast. So you have to be aware of what's going on. And a lot of the people that have a smaller business really aren't the experts at that. So to have somebody like Steve, that can help them and guide them and show them the the changes that may be happening uh, so that they are aware to continue to grow their business is very, very important because you can't get stuck and, you know, whatever you started, you, it's not going to continue the way it was, say, three years ago. And things are going and moving very, very fast. So you got to have that uh, advice for people who are into that type of business, such as Steve. And, you know, Steve, yep. you mentioned, uh, I think you used the words strategy and planning. And because they they are different, but, you know, in some sense, people might think that one, you know, that, that planning is strategizing. So I- explain what you mean by the, the, the differences there. A strategy, typically, you know, and these aren't my definitions, but typically when you speak of strategy, you're, you're, you're planning on winning 
one way or another, whether it's you're, you're winning on an offense or you're winning in a defense. But a strategy usually has an end goal designed into it so that you're actually looking at winning at something. Planning is how you get there. How are you going to get that result? What, what, are we, what are we going to do to set in place to accommodate our strategy? And so in marketing, that plan might be that I want to sell my particular product or service to a certain demographic, and then the that would be my strategy, and then the plan would be, how am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to find that demographic? Right. How, how do I you know, get that demographic to see me and, and, and consider me? W- would that be fair to say? Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of it, you know, we talk down at SCORE quite a bit about business plans, and a lot of people come in and ask us about business plans. And I think one of the most daunting things for people to start up is a business plan. One of the things that I try to to get everyone to see is when you're trying to do strategy and planning and process engineering, you know, you need to have goals and you need to have a reversed engineering process in order to how you're going to get to those goals. And you need to measure yourself against those goals. And a business plan has a lot of different facets in it, but the basic idea behind it is how are you going to get from here to there? And what is it going to take to get from here to there? What does the template look like? What kind of, not only is it just a plan, but what are the parts of that plan? What is the infrastructure? You know, do you need to plan financially for capital growth in order to accommodate your business growth? Do you need to plan for human asset change? You know, how are you going to get from here to there? And a lot of those things people can't they have a hard time seeing it downrange and and that's normal. And everybody needs to understand that that's just part, that's part of the process. And that's the part that a lot of people lock up on. They think I need a business plan. I need to answer a bunch of questions that I don't really need to know how to answer to go down to a bank and get money. And that's when they start to get freaked out. But a business plan can very simply start with, I want to get my products to this particular market and then start backtracking from there. How am I going to do that? You know, all the way back to, I need to go to Best Buy and buy a laptop. I need to sit down and and I'm going to need some help. I need to pick up a subcontractor that can help me redo my website. You know, there's various different small pieces, parts that need to be assembled in order to accommodate that, that, that growth. And then you need to be able to look at it and say, we missed it, you know, and that's okay. If you missed it, it's okay. Why did you miss it? Was your goal too lofty? Does it need to be adjusted? Did you do, did something along the way get in the way uh, of that goal? And then Re, redesign that goal for a different approach and and then swing after it. Maybe you doubled your goal. That's not necessarily good either. If it's a cash flow goal and you've got twice as much cash, that's great. But, you know, it, what did you miss? You know, it's a lot like running a register at, at a small shop and realizing that you're 35 cents over. There's a reason you're 35 cents over. You could actually be $150 short. The 35 <laughs> cents is just indicative of there's some kind of a problem. Something's and up. that's what goals and pick and look at them are for. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Now, um, you spoke of products and services in terms of content creation. Uh, you know, around in the radio business, content creation is what you have on the air or on a podcast or something like that. But that would just right. be our specific business. But content creation... Uh, you put after the strategy and planning. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, the content creation comes first, right? Uh, in, in other words, uh, yeah. like a gadget, say maybe, or they have learned how to do something, uh, let's say detail cars or something like that. So they already sort of have the content, but you put it afterwards for a reason. I, I take it even if they have it, they need to do something else with it. 
it's because it is related to goals. You have to understand what your expectations are for the content, right? And I know that people look at someone like yourself who've been doing what you've been doing professionally and doing it very well. And they're attracted to the, the microphones and the technology and the concept of creating content and other people listening to it. But there is a lot, I'm guessing, and I'm not a radio professional, but I'm going to take a little stab and say that there's probably, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 some odd percent of what goes on in your business is not what is happening on air. It takes a lot to get to the part where you create effective content that has meaning that you can then judge and say, did we do well? Did we not do well with this? Now, there are plenty of people that will tell you, especially with social media, that you should be creating 5, 10, 20 posts a day. And if you can, that's great. And of course you should. And that one post may be somewhat shot from the hip. And you may shoot several of them that day. And a lot of them are shot from the hip when you're talking the granularity of that just post. But they should be part of a conceptual process that you designed to get to an end that you can say, this is working, this is not working, this produced this or produced that. How do I change this in order to make it better for my people? The bottom line is, is you're trying to serve people in some way, shape or form or another. You're trying to help strangers and you need to be able to measure this stuff. So if you just go out and start creating content because that's what's fun and shiny and new, that's good for your passion, but your passion can quickly dwindle if the cash flow is not there and the growth doesn't show. And then you may start to feel a little defeated in that you're not getting the results that you thought you were going to get. Correct me if I'm wrong, but communicating is more about just producing content. In other words, there's it's sort of an art to it. And of I think what you're kind of alluding to is sometimes maybe you can overdo it with, with too much content, you know, and, you know, with today's just abundance of, of, of everything that is available out there people don't spend a lot of time in any one place or they're not they're not likely to unless something really grabs them so there's a, so marketing and that's where the marketing part of this comes in correct that's right that's right yeah marketing you know that's another term that a lot of people have kind of lost sight of you know and i've seen that quite a bit and i'm aging myself now of course but i think we've all professionally seen some some, some business terminology, you know, some workflow terminologies that have changed in meaning since we first went through the process of learning what they meant, you know, in a college or university or through a program that we went through years ago. And marketing is a big one. Marketing has become to a lot of people what happens when you're selling stuff. And marketing in its purest form is more about taking a look at opportunities, demographics, psychographics. Um, the market in general and determining what people need, what would be successful, and then applying available assets and things that you have or a business has at their disposal to fill those needs or the development of things and assets that you need in order to fill those needs. So a lot of times people get a little confused that they're going to take communication, go out there and try to sell stuff with it. And they do a lot of direct response selling with their communication. They have their hand out a lot. They go out there and they produce a lot of noisy content talking about why that someone should come down and give them their business. Really the best focus is to go out and provide as much as you can value give out to these people so that they can learn by being exposed to your communications 
that there is a reason for your business existence and either it does or does not resonate with them and what they need to go out there and continually have your hand out in this massive noise floor communication that we have out there is what's hurting a lot of businesses. You know, they, it, it's, it costs money to run a Facebook platform. It's a free platform, but when you start using it professionally, it takes time. It takes energy, understanding what needs to go on there. If you want to continuously create quality content, you got to spend money on creation. Then if you want to run ads, I mean, they obviously cost money. That's the whole point. So these are things that people need to look at from a standpoint of creating effective content. I, I, effective content. I'm not saying that there is such a thing as too much, but there is definitely not too much of a good thing, but there's definitely too much of the wrong stuff. And that's what businesses have to take a look at. Is what I'm doing effective or is, is what I'm doing just spraying and hoping that it's going to work? Okay. Once again, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation once again with Steve Washka. Amavin.marketing is his website, A-M-A-V-E-N, Amavin.marketing, and is Amavin Amavin Business Development. So check it out, and uh, if you're looking for help expanding your business and navigating and employing the engine of change, give him a contact. So, And don't forget to get your tickets for BizFest at the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End. Big annual score social and networking opportunity, and there'll be great speakers there as well. So get your tickets, sign up at orlando.score.org, and we hope to see you there. In the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Before we get back to the conversation with Lucy and Stephen, I'd just like to remind you that this show has gotten the message about SCORE to countless thousands of people here in Central Florida that have been able to spread the word and even some of them take advantage of it. And that's what they can be happening for you, ladies and gentlemen. And all you have to do is contact the folks here at Salem Surround, that Salem Media Group Orlando. By the way, Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year right here. Salem Surround, ladies and gentlemen, great experts here, located locally, but know their way around the World Wide Web. And they can be here to help you with your Internet marketing, your Internet advertising, as well as your radio marketing and advertising. All you have to do is give them a shout. You can go to surroundorlando.com, or you can Google Salem Surround, or give them a call at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760. And please tell them you heard about it on the What's the Score show. And there's a reason why people who use the radio all the time for advertising and marketing, it's because it's it's successful for them. All right, so check it out at Salem Surround, surroundorlando.com. All right, back to Stephen Washka of Amavin Business Development. That's amavin.marketing is his website. And by the way, what will people find when they go to your website real quick, Stephen, if you don't mind? Well, mostly it, it talks about the different scopes of work that we can that we can offer. It's pretty broad spectrum from the standpoint that we do everything from just simple strategy meetings with businesses all the way to content creation. We have full video production teams. 
Um, so we're ready to assist them with a variety of different things. Um, sometimes trying to explain all that on a website can be a little daunting. Um, so one of the main things we try to get across on there is that it's most important for them just to reach out and, and we will, we will spend some time with them for free up front and try and give them absolutely as much value as we possibly can on things that they can change by themselves right away. Um, without, we do not present. So we don't, we don't want people to feel like we're going to show up with spreadsheets and, 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 and PowerPoint decks and things like that. We just want to come in, find out what they've got going on and try to get some things that they can employ today to make a difference right away. And I, I take it people can email you directly there? Yes, all the, all the, connect, all the digital connections are on there, yes. Okay, great. all right. And, um, and Lucy, you, did, you didn't brief me that uh, you have a special relationship with Stephen. <laughs> yes, uh, we do. Uh, you know, Steve uh, came, uh, as you heard earlier, to Orlando SCORE, uh, looking for some assistance in his own uh, endeavors. And uh, apparently he got what he wanted. And now he is a very successful man in his own business. And it, he has decided to come and join SCORE. So he is one of our counselors. This is a way of giving back. Uh, obviously, to uh, an awful lot of uh, people who have helped him to to get to where he is in his successful business. And by the way, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, Steve, is do you have any particular area of businesses that you concentrate on as far as helping folks? Is there any particular type of business or you'll handle anything or anybody? Well, you know, through SCORE, we have teams that can work with people, obviously, as you know. So anytime that we feel like we're, and, and of course, there's no one person that can do it all. Um, but anytime we feel like that we're, we're pushing the envelope with, with valuable knowledge, we'll reach out to someone else to help us. And that's one of the things I love about being connected with SCORE and all of the different things that we have down at the National Entrepreneur Center there is there's a tremendous amount of resources that we feel like we can guide people to other people that 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 can help them in, in ways that we cannot. But as far as starting with clients through through our you know my my day job business, no, not really. We we we're pretty well open. We have um, without mentioning client names, we work in the legal uh, categories, we work in the healthcare categories, we work in liturgical, we work in law enforcement, we work with military. Um, the one thing I can speak to is we're actually working on a human trafficking project right now for uh, a handful of different um, law enforcement and military entities out there. So we're actually have had, uh, we, we actually enjoy and, and pride ourselves on being pretty broad scope. Oh, that's fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, um, now, uh, well, first of all, how did you find out about SCORE? I want to get back to the, to your Amavin, but I no. Let's listen. Score is a huge part of who I am and 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 how and how I think. You know, score is score is has a tremendous amount of advice available to people. What I do for business is I act on people's behalf. Score. I love my opportunities to be able to sit there and just go through people's head and help them really find some grounding that they may need, some passion that they may need. I found SCORE because I needed that. You know, I, I was looking for a, 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 just another pair of eyes to give me some advice, and I just went through the gamut online, and SCORE kept popping up. 
And as I was saying earlier, I found out that the office was right down the way. And I was just so intrigued by the concept that I just drove in there, you know, and during the pandemic, obviously that, that wouldn't be a possibility, but we're back to that now down there. And we love people. If, if you feel like you're just interested in finding about out about more, come on down. Cause we usually have somebody there in the office and we'll try to get you in as quick as, as we can. You may have to wait a bit if it's a busy day and we do have them. Um, but we want to get in and find out what you've got going on in, in your mind and, and see if we can't get you with a team of people to help you help you find your way through the process. Again, we can't do things for you as far as filling things out and, and, and doing processes for you there. But we can definitely help you get your head squared on straight and give you some of the tools that you can utilize to have a more successful, consistent path on the shoulders of people that have done this in various different ways. And, and I'm very humble compared to the people that, that, that I work with at SCORE. There's people back there with some long track records from successful businesses. And, and I love being around them. And I love it when they take the time. When I walk in there, they are not afraid to pull me into an office and sit me down and ask me how my stuff's going. And then there I am on the other side of the table trying to explain to them what the heck it is that I'm doing and am I making good decisions. So it's a great process. And great folks, uh, process built on great folks. Uh, and they all are just so very giving and, as you say, humble. Um, but, you know, that what you just said it kind of brings me back to the one more question I want to ask you, at least we have time for, um, because I had I jotted down a word, that, another word that you had used, <clears throat> and you had said this, I think, after you do the strategizing and planning and the content and creating those communication messages, then engagement. Uh, and, and that's what you were just calling for, people to get engaged. Uh, so if you would elaborate on that. Yeah, our marketing processes that we're trying to develop uh, consistently now for people surround themselves around engagement. Now, engagement requires human assets and, and, and time and effort, but we can at least, if they're not interested in having our team manage it for them, we can at least get them instructed on how that's supposed to look and if they have human assets in their business that can do this. Engagement is exactly what it sounds like. It's just what you said. It's engaging with your markets, making sure that you're going out and talking and shaking hands and, and being seen and giving value. And people lose that with social media. They think if they just create a post and put it out there, that that's, that that's the effort. And that's not, that's where it starts. I mean, that is the material that people can refer to to get information. But social media is called social media because it's social. And you need to be social on the platforms. You need to get out there and use your direct messaging, use the comment sections on things, talk to other people out there that have content that is, that is important to your business or that, or, or that you can create value for. And in so doing, you don't have to have your hand out and ask people for anything about your business. You're doing it from your business's platform. They're going to get the picture. You know, if you're just out there being valuable to the community on a social platform and they look at you and say, oh, that's the, those guys at that business down the street. I know them. You're already helping yourself out tremendously, way beyond just putting a post out there. So engagement is just what you said. It means being engaged with your social media communities or any, we're talking social media right now because that's the one part where the disconnect usually happens, but it's true of a lot of other capacities as well. Okay. Once again, we've been speaking with Stephen Washka of Amadin, Amavin Business Development, and the website is amavin.marketing, A-M-A-V, as in Victor, E-E-N, amavinmarketing.com, and um, I'm sorry, dot 
Marketing, Amazon.marketing. And that's, of course, where you can uh, contact Stephen and has all the uh, social links there as well. And uh, is it fair to assume that you will be at BizFest for... uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So you'll have a chance to come out and meet Stephen in person as well as Lucy. And I'll be there for part of the day as well. So we'd love to see you folks at BizFest. But you got to get your tickets. And seating is limited, much more so this year than in past years. So you'll need to go ahead and get those tickets at 407-420-4844. It'll still be a robust crowd, and you'll still have all the, the stuff that they've done in the past. Just won't be as many people will be able to be there. So get your tickets as soon as you can at orlando.score.org. If you have any other questions about that event or perhaps a question about your business or would like to meet and discuss things with a mentor, call ahead at 407-420-4844. You can walk in, as uh, Stephen said, to the SCORE offices, but you're kind of at the, the mercy of what is already going on there. So, But you can certainly stop in and say hello and maybe set up an appointment to come in later and sit down and to have a more extensive discussion. Or you can do that on the phone at 407-420-4844. And don't forget the regular business hours are 10 to 4, Monday through Thursday, and 10 to 1 on Friday. But that BizFest event... We'll start at 10 in the morning, and who knows when it will end. Right, Lucy? <laughs> right. All right. And so, we hope to both be there. All right. So get your tickets at orlando.score.org for BizFest, Wednesday, September the 13th, doors opening at 9 a.m. Well, Stephen, thanks for being on with us today. I look forward to meeting you at BizFest. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, until next week, that's going to be all for What's the Score? Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.